Everybody happy to be in the house of the Lord this morning? Praise the Lord, church. Let's stand to your feet. Happy Pentecost Sunday. We're here to worship and magnify the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, we worship you, Jesus. We praise your name. We praise your name, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glorify you, Lord. Through you, through you, I can do anything. 
for you, Jesus. I will hide your word in my heart. I will hide your word. Hide your word in my heart. Trust in the, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Trust in the, trust in the Lord with all your strength. Stay Somebody give the Lord some praise. You can worship Him. You can lift up His your hands. You can clap your hands. You can stomp your feet. He deserves it. Hallelujah. He inhabits the praises of His people. Hallelujah. Somebody continue to worship Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Than I am right now. Wasn't holding you up, so there's nothing you can do to break you down. Doesn't take a trophy to make you proud. I'll never be more loved than I am right now. Hallelujah.
up this morning. Say that is enough. That is enough. Say you are enough.
is he enough? Is he enough? Hakondo Rebe Koshata. Hakorobo Shikarabataya. Come on, is he enough? Is he enough? Hayorobo Shirabata. Oh my God. Church, give the Lord a round of applause this morning. Hallelujah. Amen. If you can, amen. If you can, hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. Come on. Praise the Lord, everybody. Oh, hallelujah. Isn't he worthy this morning to be praised? Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Lord bless you. You may be seated if you can. Amen. If you just want to continue to worship the Lord, that's all right too. Amen. Amen. He's worthy to be praised this morning. Hallelujah. We're going to praise him while we have a chance. Hallelujah. He's worthy to be praised this morning. Oh, we glorify your name, Lord. We glorify your name this morning. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. Oh, praise the name of the Lord. He's worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. Amen, 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 amen. All right. It's all right. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. The Bible said when the day of Pentecost was fully come. Hallelujah. Today is Pentecost Sunday. Amen. And we're going to worship the Lord. Hallelujah. They were all in one accord in one place. Amen. And if somebody needs the Holy Ghost this morning, you can get the Holy Ghost. Because you are at the right place at the right time. Hallelujah. All you have to do is just to hope in your heart. Hallelujah. Repent of your sin. We can get you baptized in Jesus' name if you want to be baptized this morning. Hallelujah. Oh, we praise your name this morning. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. He's worthy to be praised. Amen. Come on, church. Let's just give the Lord another round of applause this morning. Let's just give him another round of applause this morning. Let's just praise him for those that can't praise him this morning. Amen. Let's just clap our hands 
There is some that would like to clap their hands and praise the Lord this morning, but they are not allowed to. They can't praise the Lord this morning. But we have a privilege. We have the opportunity. And we are blessed this morning to praise the name of our God this morning. And we just want to bless His name this morning. Amen, amen, amen. Praise God. There is a spirit of worship in this place this morning. Amen. And we want the Lord just to have His way in the service this morning. You know, while the praise and worship was ushering the presence of God in their songs, while they were ministering, you know, the scripture came to me. You know, the Lord promised He will never give us more than we can bear. Amen. The Lord knows everything that best. And I show all the songs they sung this morning. There were a testament, a testimony for someone this morning because, you know, we eye the word of God in our heart and we are serving the God that is more than enough. Amen. In spite of what we're going through in our lives, you know, we, we, we just learn to trust and to put our faith in the Lord. Amen. 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 Well, we greet you all this morning in the mighty name of Jesus. The name that the Bible said, we must be born again and we baptize in that name. That's the name that we call upon when we're sick. That's the name that we get healing in our body. That's the name that saved our soul from our sin. It is in that name we have victory. Amen. And we're so glad to call upon the name of Jesus this morning. So we greet you all this morning in that mighty name of Jesus. Our online congregation, we greet you all in the mighty name of Jesus. And we want you to just feel at liberty and worship the Lord this morning. Everyone that is in the house of God, just feel at liberty. Don't let nothing hinder your blessing this morning. Feel at liberty to praise God this morning. Because God brought you into this place for such a time as this that we're living in this morning. So give God all the glory and all the honor this morning because He is worthy to be praised. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, we praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. We're serving an awesome God this morning. Amen. Amen. We're serving an awesome God. Amen. And truly, our God is great and greatly to be praised. Amen. 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 We we just want to get uh, um, the offering out of the way, and we want to want to hear the word of God. You know, a, a spirit and a present like this. That's when you need a word from the Lord. You know, and we want the Lord to continue to you know pour His blessing upon us this morning. And want Him to use the man of God in whatever way, fashion, and whatever He wants to speak to our hearts this morning. So we're gonna ask you this morning, Amen. As we're getting ready to collect our offering this morning, that if you need an envelope, Amen. 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 If you're ready to give this morning, our online congregation, if you want to give online, it's www.myccc.faith. Amen. Or if you want to go to PayPal, it is uh, at Christ Center Church. Or if you want to give on Cash App, it's uh, the dollar sign CCC2711. And don't forget to share our website. Don't forget to share our YouTube. Um, we need to share our live stream media. So if you can share our Facebook, our YouTube more so. For those that have the opportunity to want to watch online, uh, we want you
you to feel free to worship and be a part of what God is doing in the hour. Amen. We're so glad to see everyone that is in the house of God this morning. Amen. You're here to praise God. So glad to see Sister Joyce this morning. Amen. So glad to see Sister Adia. Amen. So glad to see one. So glad to see everyone in the house of God. The Sharps. Amen. Amen. John. So glad to see all. Everyone is so glad to see everyone. You all make the difference in this service this morning. But you make the time out to be in the service this morning. We pray God bless every one of us. Amen. And we're so glad to have everyone to praise and to magnify the Lord with us. Amen. We're going to pray and uh, ask you, invite you all to stand at this time. Amen. We're going to stand as we receive this morning's offering. Amen. Just bow your heads this morning. Praise God. Father God, we love you. We thank you for the presence that we are present that we feel in this place, oh God. We thank you for your blessing, oh God. We thank you, Lord God, for speaking to our hearts, our minds this morning. Father God, as we worship you this morning, we worship you in the beauty of holiness because you're worthy to be praised. As we're about to receive this morning's offerings, we ask you, Lord God, to bless everyone that have to give, Lord God. Help them to be a blessing in your kingdom, oh God. I pray and ask you, Lord God, just as you bless us, oh God, we want in return to give you back a portion of the blessing that you have blessed us, oh God, financially, oh God. And I pray and ask you, Lord God, that you continue to use us for your glory. We ask your will to be done and your kingdom come. Father God, as we worship you this morning, we ask you, Lord God, that someone will make up in this in their mind this morning before the service is concluded today to give their life to you, oh God, to repent of their sin and to get baptized in Jesus' name. Oh, Father God, as we pray this morning, we ask you for a move of your spirit, oh God, continually in this place, oh God, as we worship you. Have your way in this place, oh God. We love you, Lord God. We give you all the glory and all the honor as we praise your name this morning. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Hallelujah. Bring your tithes and offering unto the Lord. We have a, a, offer, a basket in the back. Amen. We have two in the front in Jesus' name. Somebody stand to your feet. We're going to continue to praise and worship Jesus. Is that all right? We'll praise him by ourselves in Jesus' name. I love you. Oh! 
There's a lot going on today. I got a text from a good friend of mine, pastor in Connecticut this morning, Brother Elliot. He says he's teaching someone a Bible study in Connecticut, and they allowed a family member from New Jersey to zoom in while he's teaching the family live in Connecticut. And he texted me this morning and said, well, the teenage family member that's been zooming in with them when he's teaching the home Bible study says she want to get baptized. She lived right here in this area. So I've been communicating with her this morning. So I've grabbed onto my phone trying to organize a time for her to get baptized. Church, Jesus is coming back. You don't have time to wait to do what you got to do. You got to do what you got to do right now. Time is short. Jesus is coming back. And so if you haven't made up your mind, you need to make up your mind today. Hallelujah. Amen. Last night, we had sad news. Sister Hadia, dad passed away. We knew he was sick and he battled and he passed away. And at the time he passed away, his wife had fell and hit her head and she was bleeding on the brain. And so we got a lot of stuff there that we got to pray about. We can't do anything about him leaving us. And we just have to pray for the family. So continue to keep uh, the Rickerson family and Sister Hadia and her family in, fr- and, and, in prayer so God will keep them. Because it's not easy when you lose loved one. And now we know her mom is battling uh, with, with the sickness from when she hit her head. So keep her in your prayer as well. Uh, when she came downstairs somewhere in the hospital last night, she ran into my firstborn. And my firstborn had just, they had just, well, not my firstborn, but his wife had just pushed out their, their son. Amen. Liam. Hmm. Oh, shh. And so my little grandson came in the same hospital. They're in the same hospital. We have, you know, a family member leaving us. Then we have a family member being born. And I, I was just talking to Sister Heidi and um, Nye, and I'm just saying, you know, this is life. This is life. God already put it in a book, and sometimes we overlook some things because it doesn't feel comfortable, so we overlook it. But life is people are being born, babies are being born. And people are dying. It's our life. And when they're close to us, it do make a difference when they die and they're close to us. But it's life. And this is not going to change. And that's why these are the things that hopefully we will allow them to draw us closer to Christ. Because we'll realize we don't have no power. We don't have any control over anything. And if we want to make sure we secure our eternity, we have to trust in him who is all powerful and has all control. That's the bottom line. We would love to stop some of our family members that are dying. We, you know, we want them to not die. I mean, we, we love them and we want them to stick around, but we don't have the power to do that. It's life. And so keep them in prayer. Keep my grandson in prayer. He, he, he was already acting crazy before he came out, so he got a little hiccup going. And, you know, he's going through a little bit of something right now. So, you know, pray for him so, you know, everything will be fine and he will be completely, you know, whole and body physical and everything because he's already starting starting up already i'm like lord boy relax you'll get here in, in in time relax so keep liam in your prayer my boy osh osh that's his middle name ocean you know these young people man come on <laughs> liam ocean wyatt osh so that's that's what i that's what he gets called right away he's got he had his nickname before he came out of the womb osh so keep osh in your prayers i can't wait to see him Got a little picture of him last night, but I can't wait to see him and hold him and just tease him and give him a hard time. Amen. 
and, and just spoil him so his dad can get mad when he go home. Amen. Let them get a taste of all the stuff they did wrong when they were younger. <laughs> Amen. He does it with his daughter now. I got to calm him down with his daughter. I said, boy, that's a daughter. She's precious. She's a princess. Stop being rough with her. I got to tell him. Amen. Because I was hard with him. I was hard with that boy. Now he got a lot of beatings. Oof. He got a lot of beatings. <laughs> Richard got some too, but Nasir got most of the beatings, some hard ones, man. Because he just wouldn't stop. And, and, and Jordan working on some. Mr. Brantley, I greet you in the wonderful name of Jesus. I know I didn't even look at the stuff, but I know you enjoyed the praise singers. Who enjoyed the praise singers this morning? Hallelujah. They're on fire. Man, oh man, thank God for our praise singers. They were just so outstanding today, and we thank God for them. I am preaching a different message than what I preached at 9 a.m. this morning. <laughs> so just one of those things. It's not going to happen every um, Sunday. It just happened, so happened that it's happening this Sunday. So pretty interesting. Amen. Well, we're going to get right into the word of God. If you will stand with me and we will get right into the word of God. Again, we thank our praise singers. You were outstanding. Thank God for you. Listen, I believe God wants to heal this morning and God wants to save. God wants to heal and God wants to save. I talked to them in the 9 a.m. service that God always give us the natural to understand the spiritual. And just like how it rains, you all understand how we uh, get rain. And th what happens is, you know, there's a vapor that goes up and fill the cloud, right? And when the clouds are filled, then they open up and rain come down. And I said, that's the same concept spiritually. If we will worship, if we will praise, if we will pray, we're sending up vapor. We're sending up vapor. We're sending up vapor. And sooner or later, the skies have to open. The windows of heaven have to open. And the spirit of God has to be poured out because we send up the vapor. So if you want something to happen in your life, you can't just sit still. You can't just do nothing. You are going to have to send some vapor up and let the blessings, the power from on high begin to flow. A lot of times we're frustrated with saying God is not doing what, you know, the preacher's preaching about and what I read about. But here is what's missing. You're not sending up any vapor. You try planting a crop and never water it and see what happens. And who fault is it? Is it because the seed that you planted was bad? It's because no vapor, no water, no rain. And that's why it didn't work. So a lot of times what's not working in our life is we're dormant. We're not doing anything. We're not sending up any vapor. And so no rain is coming down. But if you want to experience an outpouring of God's spirit, you've got to send up some vapor, which is praise, which is worship, which is adoration, which is prayer, which is thanksgiving. I mean, dance, all of those things, sending up vapor. We send up some vapor. Thursday night, when, when the preacher was trying to help us, he couldn't help us. And then the preacher, because he'd been around, he understand, you know what, let me send up some vapor. And he began to pray. And he just didn't just pray. He started praying. And we started praying. And prayer started, I mean, rolling in this place. 
to the point where we didn't leave till 919, 920s when service was over. But we were praying. We were sending up vapor. And then God spoke. It is the process. It is a principle that God uses. Let's not get beyond that or try to get around that. It's going to only work that way. If we do nothing, we get nothing. And listen to this. You all know this. What they used to say, easy come. They got that from God. So God not just going to give you something easy, easy for you to just treat it like it's nothing. He wants you to realize it takes something to get something. And when you give something, you get something. Now, yes, he loves us and we didn't give anything, all of that good stuff. That's great. But I'm talking about when you get born again, when you understand who God is and you're going to move forward in God, you got to send up something if you want something to come down. Titus chapter 2, verse number 11. Titus chapter 2, verse number 11. The word of God says, for the grace of God that bringeth salvation. Man, this is just, I got some good stuff for you. I mean, I'm excited. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation. So God's grace brings salvation. What does that mean? It means if God didn't have grace, we couldn't have salvation. So grace came before salvation. Mm -hmm. For the grace of God that that bringeth salvation had appeared to all men, teaching us that. Denying ungodliness. Anyone know what ungodliness is? Everything that is not of God. So some things you might think, oh, this is not bad. The question is not, is it bad? The question is, is it godly? That's the question you ask yourself with the things that you're doing. Is that godly? Because if it's not, you don't need to be doing that. Teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. So we ought to live what? Soberly. We don't need to be high and we don't need to be drunk. Don't miss that part. It says soberly. So we don't need to be smoked out and we don't need to be drunk. Right? We need to be in our right minds. Mm-hmm. And then we need to be righteous. And then we need to be godly in this present world. Looking for the blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people zealous of good works. I love all of what I just read because the scripture says that he will redeem us from all of our iniquity, all of what's wrong with us, all the evil, all the bad thoughts, all the ungodliness. He want to redeem us from all of that and then purify us. Not for you to enjoy what you want. Look at it again. Purify unto himself, not unto you. I got my own life. Can't nobody tell me what to do. That's true. But if you decide to give your life to Christ, you don't have your own life anymore. 
I just got to let you know that. That's why people run away from God and don't want to deal with God and don't want to come to church. Because you know the truth that once you surrender your life to him, it's no longer yours. So you can't say what you will do without checking with him. He says, purify unto himself a peculiar people. You're different. We're fighting. We're fighting to be different so we can be recognized. And all you got to do is just be who Jesus called you to be. And you will be different. You want to stand out? You want people to recognize you? Be who Jesus called you to be. And people look at you and say, man, you're different. (laughs) Zealous of good works. I want to talk to you today on this topic. The responsibility of response. The responsibility of response. Sister... Um, I'll get it because I got to say it in a formal way because you all here. Um, Sister Phillips, could you come for a second, please? I had to say it the professional way because she know what I would call her if I couldn't think of her last name. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I can't help it. Sister Phillips, we need to pray for Sister Phillips. She got a little, little pain in the left arm, right arm. All right, y'all stretch your hand toward her. And we're going to pray for the power of God to move in her body and that healing will flow. Father, by the authority of your word and the power of your name, I command this pain to come out of her body, out of her arm. And I pray that she will be free right now to lift her arm. I pray that she will be free to praise you, to worship you. I pray and ask that from the crown of her head to the sole of her feet, she will be healed, be whole, and the pain will leave her body right now. I pray and I ask in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You may be seated. Joyce, it's good to see you this morning. I can see you in a little bit of pain over there. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus, from the crown of her head to the sole of her feet, I pray by the authority of your word and the power of the name of Jesus that you'll touch her body and that you'll heal her and make her whole. I ask these things, Lord, we touch and agree, believing on your word, trusting in you, the great physician, God and healer. Let her be healed right now, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. The responsibility of response. Today is Pentecost Sunday. Over 2,000 years ago, the Lord established his church by pouring out his spirit upon 120 people who he had told to wait. Mm-hmm. They went and wait. Can't preach this morning message. I'm going to move on to this message. The Bible says, For the grace of God that bringeth salvation had appeared unto all men. I want you to understand the meaning of grace. Because some people think that grace means once you give your life to Christ, once you believe, 
that Jesus died and rose, once you believe that, then you are saved. And then it doesn't matter what you do, you will still be saved because of his grace. That's what some people believe. Now, I don't know where they got that from. I don't know what Bible they read where that showed them that. But that's not what the word of God teaches us. Here is what grace really is. Grace is God revealing himself in Jesus Christ. And giving us the times and opportunities that we don't deserve to respond to his instructions about salvation in obedience. So when you hear the word grace, it means God revealed himself to us in the man Christ Jesus, right? And when we get to understand that Jesus Christ is almighty God manifest, God revealed himself, that's part of the grace, right? And, and guess what? When he revealed himself, then he says, I am going to give you opportunities and time you don't deserve to respond in obedience to the salvation I offer you. Does, is that clear for you? So many of us, he's still waiting on us to respond to his grace that bringeth salvation. The thing about grace is you don't know when that time is up. He didn't tell you you have grace from this time to this time. He just says you have grace. You don't know when he decides, okay, grace is up. Those people who Noah preached to while he was building the ark didn't know how long they had to live before their life was going to be destroyed. So from the time you're born till the time you die, grace. From the time you're born till the time Jesus returned, grace. But no man knows when he's coming and no man knows when he's going to die. Grace. Salvation. What is salvation? Salvation is God opening our eyes to who the Lord Jesus is, delivering us from sin, bondage, and the power of Satan unto the authority and the power of God. So when you get saved, not only are you delivered, but you're saved unto. If you decide that I'm going to give my life to God and you go through this ceremony of baptism and the infilling of the Holy Ghost when he decides to fill you, but you didn't make a decision to live your life for him, then you haven't really fully executed what he has set for you to do. Because salvation means you're saved unto something. You're saved unto him. It's like when we talk about holiness. Holiness means that 
I depart from filthiness, ungodliness, and I cling unto. So it's always separation from and a clinging onto. But if you separate from and never cling onto, you're straddling the fence. And when you straddle the fence, sooner or later, you're going to go back to what you know. Because you knew that, but you don't know what you should have cling to. So we always go back to the familiar. So if you don't cling to, you're going to always go back to the familiar. So salvation is God opening our eyes to who the Lord Jesus is, delivering us from our sin, bondage, and from the power of Satan unto the power and the authority of God. In that process of salvation, we also receive forgiveness of sins, and we walk now by faith and godliness. When we receive salvation by responding in obedience to God's instructions as to what we must do to receive salvation. So we can only receive the salvation when we respond in obedience to God's instructions regarding salvation. The responsibility of response. We all have that responsibility. And so I want to share with you today some actual scenarios or events that transpired where people took the responsibility of response and executed it. In John chapter 3, verse number 5, Jesus said, Except a man be born of water and of spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That's what he said. I didn't say it. The church didn't say it. Jesus said it. Except you're born of the water and of the spirit, you cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Now look at Acts chapter 2. I'm showing you events of people hearing the word of God and taking the responsibility to respond to the word of God in obedience. Acts chapter 2 verse 36 says, Therefore let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God had made that same Jesus whom you have crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and unto the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? I'm looking for the day when I preach the word of God. And before you leave, if you didn't understand, you come up to me and says, well, what should I do now that you said that? And you say it with such an open heart that when I tell you what you need to do, you don't frown. You don't panic. You don't start making excuses. You just do what they did. And so when Peter told them what they needed to do, because they responded to what was told unto them. They responded when they were told that they crucified Jesus. They responded by saying, oh, my Lord, what should we do? Then Peter said unto them, repent. Repent. And be baptized, 
every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. This is the instruction that they receive for salvation. Repent, be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Jesus did say in John, except a man be born again of water. So you see how the two go together? Jesus said it in John, you must be born again of water and spirit. And then now here comes his, his right-hand man, Peter, preaching the gospel and telling them that they crucified the Lord. And when they realized they crucified the Lord, they said, oh, Peter, oh, I didn't realize that's what we did. Oh, God, how, how do we make this right, Peter? Peter told him, repent, be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. So that's instructions for what Jesus told them in John. Baptism, the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Somebody say amen. amen. So that was Peter's instructions. Here is their response again after Peter gave them the instructions. Acts chapter 2 verse 41. Then they that gladly receive his word. What happened? They were baptized. And the same day, there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. So the bottom line is, they took the responsibility of response and obeyed when they were instructed what they needed to do. They didn't act like they were know-it-alls. They didn't make excuses. They didn't tell you, well, let me make arrangements. They just said, Okay, Peter, we received the word gladly, and they got baptized. No negotiation, no, no, no excuses, they just did. Acts chapter 8, these are events of people hearing the word of God and taking on that responsibility of response. And responding in obedience. Acts chapter 8 verse 37. And Philip said, if thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus is the son of God. And he commanded the chariot to stand still. And they went down both into the water. Both Philip and the eunuch. And he baptized him. You know what's interesting? What's interesting about this is we like to tell people you need to believe. And I like to say to them that's the beginning. So for all you out there that have just believed, that's the beginning. I'm with you. But you don't stop there. Believing is good. But you can't stop there because everyone that believed here, they followed through and got baptized. Just like Jesus said of the water, that's the baptism and of the spirit. Mm-hmm. Acts chapter 16. Now, this is probably the best one of all. Acts chapter 16, verse number 30. You ready for this one? And brought them out 
and said, sirs, what must I do to be saved? We, need, we all need to mark this down in our Bible. Because I, I don't want you all to be Christians and don't know how to get saved. That's a travesty. That you're searching, trying to figure out how do I give my life to God. And then when a family member asks you, well, how do I give my life to God? Well, you just got to go to church. Okay, that's cool. Well, you just got to believe. Okay, that's cool. That's it. Well, you know, you just got to, you know, be faithful. Okay. And we just keep on going on and keep on telling them more stuff, more stuff. And none of it ever get to this point. And they said, believe on the Lord Jesus and thou shalt be saved in thy house. And they spake unto him the word of the Lord and to all that were in his house. And he took them the same hour of the night and washed their stripes and was baptized. He and all his straightway. What must we do to be saved? He said, believe and then get baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Notice in all these events of baptism, all who were baptized were responding to the preaching of the word of God. Church, I'm here to tell you today, we have to become responsible enough to know every time I hear the preaching of the word of God, I have to respond to the word of God because that's the word that is going to help me be who I need to be in Christ. And that's what's going to help me get to heaven. We, we got to respond to the word of God. I don't know what happened to our church, but I know when I started going to church, whatever the preacher said, I did. Whatever the preacher said, I did. I know people that they heard the preacher said some things and they said, oh, I'm not doing that. And some of y'all probably say that sometime when I say something. Oh, I'm not doing that. But I always have sound biblical doctrine of why I do what I do as a Christian. You ask me anything you want about what I do. And I will give you the scripture for why I do what I do. And here is what I know. The Bible says obedience is better than sacrifice. <laughs> And so, if God put me under a pastor, regardless of what I think he is, God placed me there. Regardless of how sharp I think, God placed me there. Regardless of how intelligent I think, God placed me there. And if God can speak through a donkey, so I don't have no grounds of when the preacher speaks. I said, no, I'm not doing that. I have no grounds. And so even if the preacher was off his rockers that day and say some weird outlandish stuff and I decide that I'm doing it, you don't think the Lord going to see me through? You think the Lord's going to let me be destroyed because I'm obeying him? See, what we get twisted a lot of times is we think people are doing things for the preacher. I told my story last night as I was teaching um, at the family church on leadership. I told them a lot of people thought that I was just 
I don't know, sucking up to the pastor or I was serving the pastor and I wasn't serving God. They only thought that because they wasn't serving God. Because when you serve in God, you realize. I don't care what it looked like, that person is sold out to God. And because they're selling out to God is part of supporting the ministry and the pastor of the church. That's just what it is. And so people thought, man, he's serving man. Not knowing that when you decide to obey God, you obey the prophet that he placed in your life, the man of God that's preaching the word of God to your heart. You decide, I'm going to obey him. And even if he make a mistake, God will see me through. And God will pull him in the corner and deal with him on that mistake, not me. I don't pay. You don't pay for my mistakes. God, God is not cruel like that. God is loving. You do what you're supposed to do and you won't be paying no price for me. You pay your own price. And so I realized that a long time ago, that if I just obey the man of God as he preached the word of God, God's going to take care of me. Take away all your excuses. Because that's what God is after. God is after you having a relationship with him. And the way you do that is by having faith and have a pure heart in how you serve God. The responsibility of response. God will not accept any excuse for not you not responding to his word. There's a responsibility of response. If you don't respond, that is your response. If you come to church and the word of God is preached to you and you leave without responding, that is your response. If you come to church and you hear the word of God preach and you leave without responding, that is your response. So don't think you can slide out and never respond and, and God kind of holds you like, well, you didn't do bad. No, you didn't respond. That's your response. If you resist or reject the preaching of the word of God, that is also your response. But if when the word of God is preached and it hits you in the heart and you decide I'm not leaving here till I respond, whether that mean getting on my knees in my seat, whether that mean coming to the altar and pray, whether that means whatever that means to you, but respond before you leave because you have a responsibility to respond. We have a responsibility to respond. There is a responsibility of response. Galatians chapter 3 verse 27 says, For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ. It didn't say for as many as you that have been baptized into the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. It says for as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. I just got a thought, and it's funny. Stacey, imagine, imagine when you got married to Izzy. Instead of taking on, she said it the other day. The other day, Stacey left me a message. Hi, Pastor. This is Mrs. Holiday. 
talking about somebody smiling as a business holiday. She was so proud saying her last name. That's awesome, Stacy. But 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 just imagine, Stacy, if you got married and you didn't take on the name Holiday, but your last name became Husband. Stacy Husband. Because now your husband. Can you imagine? He's still Holiday now. He's Holiday. But your 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 last name now is husband because he's your husband. Tell me how does that work legally? But that's what some people are doing in their baptism. <laughs> that's what they're doing in their baptism. They're taking on my daddy's title and say they're good to go. That's what they're doing. They're taking on his title. Say, I'm good to go. Oh really? Okay. All right. I hear you. I don't know. I just know when people get married, they take on the last name, the name, the name. It's get baptized, you take on the name and not the titles because the titles has no power. The power is in the name. She can go to the bank and talk to them and says, I am Mrs. Holiday. I need to talk to you about my husband's account. When she, when she get a, a telephone call because, you know, some businesses, they want to talk to you and you say, oh, I, I, I'm, um, I'm, 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 I'm. I'm his girlfriend. Can't talk to you. I'm Mrs. Holiday. Oh, okay, we can talk to you. The name makes a difference, but somehow we struggle with that because we've been told or we've heard for so long that you get baptized in these titles. It makes no sense. And so we get stuck on our tradition and we let tradition win out over what's really in the Bible. Because we'll rather stick to what we know instead of doing what's right. Do what's right according to the word of God. Not, let, let's not just go with what makes us comfortable. Yeah, well, my granny got baptized that way, so I ain't going home and telling her I got baptized in Jesus' name. She's going to let girl, what you do? No. Do what is right according to the word of God. And ask God for wisdom how to go and tell your granny. And your children and your family that are traditionally into the titles, you ask God for wisdom how you will share with them how they need to be baptized in the name and not in the titles. The responsibility of response. Uh huh. And so if you're going to be added to the body of Christ, you must be baptized in water in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. Oh, yes. That's the way it works. So what about this Holy Ghost stuff? What about this Holy Ghost stuff? Receiving of the Holy Ghost is God's spirit on the inside of man. Receiving the Holy Ghost is God's spirit on the inside of man. Uh Uh-huh. Well, I know I have the spirit because I just feel him. Okay. I feel a lot of things. Don't mean I got it. Feel a lot of things. Don't mean I got it. Mm -hmm. Because you're coughing don't mean you got corona. 
You know, you know what? You know what's funny? Here is what's funny. Why, since Corona started, there is no other sickness? What am I missing? There is no other sickness in our world since last year in March. Every sickness is Corona. What am I missing? You can't have the flu anymore. Your asthma can't act up anymore. Your allergies can't act up anymore because you got Corona. Man, what is wrong with us? No other sickness. Every sickness, Corona. I don't know. We'll figure it out, I guess. We're doing pretty good. John chapter 14, verse 26 says, But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name. That name means something, doesn't it? He shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. And so we move along. That was in John. And so now we're in Acts chapter 1. Verse number 4 says, And being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem. But wait. For the promise of the Father, which saith he, ye have heard of me, for John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. So the Lord promised we will be baptized with the Holy Ghost. The Lord promised we will be baptized with the Holy Ghost. God doesn't make promises he can't keep. Every promise that God make, he will see it through. And so if God promised you, you will be baptized with the Holy Ghost, not many days hence, believe me, you're going to be baptized with the Holy Ghost, and you need to know that and not even concern yourself with what if it? No, God said it. He's not a man that he should lie. He can't lie. Whatever he says will come to pass. And so... In Acts chapter 2, verse number 1, here it is that he promised when he first made the promise. Here's the first time it happened when he first made the promise. That's why we're here today saying, yeah, happy Pentecost Sunday. In verse 1, it says, and when the day of Pentecost. Ooh, man, let me just be mean real quick. It didn't say, and when the day of Baptist. It didn't say when the day of Presbyterian. It didn't say when the day of Methodist or when the day of Catholic. It didn't say none of that. It said when the day of Pentecost. Forgive me, all of you folks that I just talked bad about. You know, just I would just flex in because I'm a Pentecostal. Ain't nowhere in the scripture it says when the day of Baptist came. Ain't nowhere in the scripture where it says that when the day of the Presbyterian came. It says when the day of Pentecost. And that's what we're celebrating today. And we always celebrate is the day when Jesus poured out his spirit upon all flesh. I don't go around talking about my denomination as this. I really don't. 
But every once in a while, I have to just make the record straight. Every once in a while, you got to just set the record straight and let people know, listen, I'm trying my best to just, you know, be nice enough so I can minister to you and help you get understanding. I don't want to offend you so you can't hear the truth. Because that's what happened when you tell people the truth. Now, all of a sudden, they don't want to hear you. And so I try my best to keep out certain jargon out of my conversation so I can get them to hear what I'm saying. But every once in a while, you set the record straight. And today we're setting the record straight. He said when the day, the Bible says when the day of Pentecost was fully come, right? They were all with one accord in what one place. We need to be together, church. And no matter what, let's do everything we can to be together because that's where God will do a great work among us and in the midst of us. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire and it set upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Church, we've been making noise ever since the day of Pentecost. Let's not stop making noise now. We've been making noise since the day of Pentecost. This is why Pentecostals are noisy, because the church started in that manner. We were noisy. We were noisy. That's how the church started, with noise. So we don't come here to be quiet. We don't come here to just keep our mouth shut. We came here to open our mouths and praise the King of Kings, to praise the Lord of Lords, to worship Him, and to speak with other tongues. You know what you believe because you are obeying what's written in this thing. The day of Pentecost had fully come. And they were all in one place. And they were all worshiping and praising and praying. And all of a sudden, here comes what God promised. Ah, oh, my God. This morning I preached on the Word of God that was entitled, Wait on the Lord. And that's where I started. That's why I preached two messages today because they really, uh, it's a continuation. I should have said this morning, today's message should have been, To be continued. So that's why I gave you two messages today, because it started with God telling them, go and wait for the promise before you go witnessing and telling people about me. Go and wait for the promise. And so they had went and they started praying together. And that's when the outpouring of the spirit happened. Aren't you glad that the Spirit of God was poured out and today we can receive the Holy Ghost uh, and, and we can speak with tongues uh, and we can have the power of God in our life, working in our life. Listen, we cannot get to heaven without the Spirit. We cannot. You try going up to the heavens all on your own. It takes supernatural power to get up there. And that's what the Holy Ghost says, supernatural power. And so it's only by the supernatural power that you will be ascended. Oh, my God. You will begin to find yourself ascending. You can't ascend in your natural. 
You need the spirit. (laughs) Oh, my God. And God says he's coming back for a church without a spot or a wrinkle or any such thing. Guess what? Your identifier is your salvation. So when you take on his name and you have his spirit, you have been identified as his body, as his church. And that's how he's going to raise us up out of the earth. So let me mess with you all a little bit. Everybody worried about the vaccine. Listen, I want you to hear me clearly. You pray. I've said this to you before. And if you feel like you should take the vaccine, then you go. If you pray and you feel like you shouldn't, then you shouldn't. But here's my perspective. The vaccine ain't getting me to heaven. My perspective, I don't care what the vaccine want to do. I don't care how they want to make this work because guess what's getting me to heaven? The Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost. That's how I'm getting to heaven. It's the Holy Ghost. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I'm getting to heaven by the power of the Holy Ghost, not by the vaccine. The vaccine cannot stop me from going to heaven, so I ain't worried about it. To me, to live is Christ. I'm telling you, I'm only 52, will be 53 this year, and I am really working myself in understanding and being comfortable with knowing that I'm better off dying and leaving here than staying here. I'm working with that. You can do whatever you want. I'm just telling you, I am every day trying to be into Christ as much as I can to really understand that the better life is not here. I know it's what we know. I know it's what we're comfortable with. But the better life is not here. I'm only here because he wants me to be here to be his witness. But the better life is not here. So all you people that are worried about vaccine, go ahead. Because if this means I get to be with God quicker, then so be it. I'm just saying, we just get to... But, but you know, I, I, I can call people out, really. I call people out easy because that's how, as a Christian, I don't want to hear nothing about it. God, I prayed before I took the vaccine, and if God didn't want me to take it, he would have stopped me from taking it. And if it's going to do something to me and kill me, then I get to be with him and don't have to deal with this world anymore. Mess with me if you want. I'm not no punk. I'm not telling me no foolishness about all this other stuff. Do whatever you want. I'm just telling you, I'm not afraid of it. It's not scaring me. I know when the mark of the beast coming. The vaccine ain't the mark of the beast. They're working on everything to set up for the mark of the beast. But the vaccine ain't the mark of the beast. Will one day it becomes the mark of the beast the way they're going to redo it? Maybe. But right now it's not. So you do whatever you want. Holy Ghost, that's what I'm concerned about. <laughs> we, we are so distracted. We get so distracted by everything. And the devil is just laughing because we get so distracted. We're missing out on what God intends for us. And that is to be filled with the Spirit. That's what God wants from us is to be filled with the Spirit. Not be distracted by everything around us. Oh, my goodness. He 
can, he can, you better tell the devil, devil, you're not going to get me to be distracted. You're not getting me to be distracted, devil. And when people in your life that's trying to distract you, try to distract you, just start ignoring them. Don't be mean. Just start ignoring them because they're distractions. Don't let no distraction get you to take your mind and your focus off Jesus. We want to be filled with the Spirit. We want to be full of the Holy Ghost, ready and prepared for the return of the Lord and not be distracted by this world. Paul asked the Ephesians, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe? That's what they were talking about back then. We talking about some vaccine. They talking about, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe? That's what's important. They being disciples of John the Baptist responded, we have not yet heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. You have heard. Acts chapter 19 is what they're talking about. So look at Acts chapter 19, verse 1. And it came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus and finding certain disciples. He said unto them, have you received the Holy Ghost since ye believed? And they said unto him, we have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. And he said unto them, unto what then were ye baptized? And they said unto him, and they said, unto John's baptism. Then Paul, then said Paul, John barely baptized with the baptism of repentance. They were baptized, church, just in case you're missing it. Paul had ran into some people that said, we're, we're, we're disciples. And Paul said, disciples, really? Of who? They say, oh, John the Baptist, we're following John the Baptist. He said, okay, really? He said, did you receive the Holy Ghost since you were baptized by John? They said, no, we haven't even heard that there be, because John didn't teach them about the Holy Ghost. And Paul said, so what then were you baptized unto? They said, oh, we were baptized unto repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe on him, which should come after him that is on Christ Jesus. Listen, when they heard this, Response, 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 response. You see what I mean? We've, had, we've got to become those kind of Christians. Is when we hear what the truth of the matter is, we ought to respond. We have a responsibility of response. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them and they spake with tongues and prophesy. Is this the Bible or is this not the Bible? It's the Bible. Stand on the word of God, church. Stand on the word of God. Today is your day to be born again, to be baptized in the name of Jesus, to be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. Some healing can go on here for you. Prophesying can go on here because the Spirit of God is what enables all of those things. Not me, not you, not nobody else. It's the Spirit of God that operates. I'll give you one more text before I finish up this. Acts chapter 10, verse 1. There was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius, a centurion of the band called the Italian band, a devout man. And one that feared God with all his house, which gave much arms to the people and prayed to God every day. Watch this. That sounds like a real spiritual man, doesn't it? He saw in a vision evidently about the ninth hour. Oof, he was waiting on the Lord. Cornelius was waiting on the Lord. 
Cornelius was waiting on the Lord. Cornelius was praying every day and he was giving money to people. He was waiting on the Lord because waiting on the Lord consists of not doing nothing, but doing something, praying, worshiping, devotion, service to God. So Cornelius, he was waiting on the Lord. So he saw in a vision, evidently about the ninth hour of the day, an angel of God coming into him and saying unto him, Cornelius. And when he looked on him, he was afraid and said, what is it, Lord? And he said unto him, thy prayers. He was waiting on the Lord. Man, the Bible is so, it's so connect, man. He says, thy prayers and thine arms are come up for a memorial before God. And now send men, the angel telling him this, and now send men to Joppa and call for one Simon, whose surname is Peter. He lodged with one Simon a tanner, whose house is by the seaside. He shall tell thee what thou oughtest to do. Church, this devout man of God, loving God, praying every day, giving alms, serving God, he got a vision. And God says, send for a man named Peter. Because why? Simon still needed some more teachings. Simon needed more experience. Simon needed to experience something he did not experience yet. Even though he was a good man and a godly man and a faithful man, he had not experienced some things yet. But because he was waiting the right way. Praying, alms doing the right thing because he was waiting on the Lord the proper way. The Lord sent an angel to him to pay him a visit and told him, go send for Peter. Jump down now to verse 34 in that same chapter 10. Verse 34 says, then Peter opened his mouth. Obviously, Peter came. He sent men for Peter. Peter came, right? He had everybody gathered in his house, Cornelius. Peter came. Then Peter began to minister to him. Then Peter opened his mouth and said of a truth, I perceive that God is no respecter of persons. Even Peter thought that God only was going to work with the Jews. We special. We special. I know I just bragged on us being Pentecostal. Don't act like you special and nobody else can't be Pentecostal. I, 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 I know it feels good to be a Pentecostal and have had the experience of the baptism of the Holy Spirit and baptized in Jesus' name and being holy and being righteous and know the power of God dwelling in you. It's all good, but don't you act like it's only for you. It's for everybody. The Jews thought that being a Jew was only for them. And so Peter said when he realized, when he showed up and realized these were Gentiles, they weren't Jews like him. He realized, oh, snap, I guess God is no respect of persons, huh? But in verse 35, but in every nation, he that feareth him and worketh righteousness is accepted with him. The word which God sent unto the children of Israel, this is Peter preaching, preaching peace by Jesus Christ. He is Lord of all. That word, I say, you know, which was published throughout all Judea and began from Galilee after the baptism which John preached, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. And we are witnesses of all things which he did both in the land of the Jews and in Jerusalem, whom they slew and hung 
on a tree. Him God raised up. You realize that Peter's preaching about Jesus. Salvation. You have to get to get the revelation of who Jesus is, that he's God. That is very important in your salvation. And so Peter is preaching about Jesus here. Preaching about Jesus. He says in verse 40, him God raised up the third day and showed him openly, not to all the people, but unto witnesses chosen before of God, even to us who did eat and drink with him after he rose from the dead. And he commanded us to preach unto the people and to testify that it is he, is he which was ordained of God to be the judge of quick and dead. To him, still preaching about Jesus, to him give all the prophets witness that through his name, whosoever believeth in him shall receive remission of sins. Here we go. Here we go. While Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell. Vapor was going up, people. Everything just connect, man. Peter was lifting up the name of Jesus. He was telling you who Jesus was, that he wasn't just a good man, but he was the one that died. He was the one that they hung on a tree. He was the one that gave, their, that gave his life for their sins. He was the one that rose from the dead. And so he's preaching about this Jesus. Vapor going up. Vapor going up. And so as the vapor went up, as he was speaking these words, the Bible says, the Holy Ghost fell on all them which heard the word. And they of the circumcision which believe were astonished as many as came with Peter because that on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Then answered Peter this you need to get baptized. Where's water? And so they got baptized in Jesus' name as well. So not only did they receive the Spirit, they got baptized. They responded. They had a responsibility. Cornelius was serving God, and he prayed every day, but he didn't. He was not baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. This is how serious and it's important that you get baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And he did not have the gift of the in filling of the Holy Ghost. And God told him, send some men to go get a man named Peter and bring him to your house. God never told Cornelius anything about anything. He didn't explain to him, oh, you need to get baptized in Jesus' name. Oh, you didn't. No. God said, send for one Peter. And when Peter came, Peter started talking to them about Jesus. As Peter talked to them about Jesus, the Holy Ghost fell. They received the gift of the Holy Ghost with evidence because the only way they knew they received the Holy Ghost, if you go back and read it, they said, we heard them speak with tongues. We saw them speak with tongues. That's how we know they had it like we did. Don't let nobody tell you or you don't tell yourself, oh, I know I got it. No, tell the Lord, Lord, I want it like the Bible. I want it like the Bible. I read in the Bible that when they received your spirit, they spoke with tongues. I want it like the Bible. I don't care if I got it and, and it's in me. I need to know I have it like the Bible people. The Bible people spoke with tongues when they received the gift of the Holy Ghost. I'm a Bible person. I need to speak with the gift of the Holy Ghost. I need to speak with tongues. Like the Bible. Don't settle. This is too important. This is what's going to give you eternal life. It is too important for you to just walk around and say, well, I know I'm okay. How do you know that? 
God operates by principles and not because he's making an exception for you because he loves you. God don't love you no more than he loved me. So if he make an exception for you, he got to make an exception for everybody. We missed that. If God make an exception for you, he has to make it for me. He has to. Because if he can't do that, then he will not be a just God. And he is a just God. So he's not making excuses and making exceptions. He is saying, my children, this is my way. You have to do it this way. No exceptions. I can't make exceptions for anybody to get into heaven. He can't be just if he does. So the bottom line is, all of us are going to have to get to heaven the same way. All of us are going to have to get to heaven the same way. Knowing that Jesus Christ is God Almighty, repenting of our sins, getting baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, being filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost, living a holy and righteous life, and you can't do that being by yourself. you got to be in the house of God. Every time these doors open up, you need to be here because God has something for you. Do you understand that God has a plan for your life? Can you sit here today and say, I'm walking in my purpose in the plan that God has for me? Can you say that? Or you're not sure. And if you're not sure, you should make sure you get in here every time you get a chance. You should make sure your face is in this book all the time. And you should make sure your face is in his face all the time. Because you, you want to get to the place where you know, I am walking in my purpose that he designed and called me to walk in. That's what we're all striving for. He didn't let you come to this world for just. Remember what I told you. Stand because we're going to finish up here. Remember what I told you. If God just wanted you saved, the day that you got saved, you would ascend to heaven and be in heaven today. If all he wanted for you to be saved, why would he want to leave you here after you say, if all he wanted from you was to, for you to be saved, why would he leave you here after you get saved? That doesn't make sense. So he left you here because that's not all he had for you to be saved. He's got a purpose and a plan for your life so you can contribute to his mission. You can work with him for the mission that he came for, which is to help the world get saved. Will all the world be saved? Probably not. But he's still going to offer grace and salvation to the entire world it's up to them and part of our responsibility is to make sure we help him propagate be witnesses so everybody can hear his message and they will have the responsibility of response everybody will hear his message and they will have the responsibility of response james chapter 1 verse 22 says but be doers of the word and not hearers only. Only. Deceiving your own selves. When you hear and you don't do, you deceive yourself. For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in the glass. For he beholdeth himself and goeth his way and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the word, this man shall be blessed in his deed. If all you do is hear the word, but you don't become a doer, you're not blessed. We can't just be hearers of the word and not doers of the word. 
There is a responsibility of response for all of us. There's a responsibility of response today. Nobody should leave here without responding to the word of God today. If you're not baptized, you shouldn't leave here today without responding to be baptized. If you're not filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost, you shouldn't leave here without raising your hand, lifting your hand and say, God, I want to be filled with your spirit and, and try to worship the Lord till God fill you with his spirit. None of us should leave here today without responding. We have a responsibility to respond. And so I challenge you. From this day on, every time you come to this uh, church service, that you respond to the word of God. Because if you leave without responding, that is your response. And God knows that. And that's going to be between you and him. We're not just here to be traditional. I, I, I'm just not that kind of person to, to try to get us to come here for what? Remember this. I never thought money was in church. I think there's better ways to make money. I'm just telling you. I think there's a whole, especially in this day and age, a whole lot of better ways to make money. So I'm not doing this for money. So you try to think of why I get up all the time coming here talking about I'm preaching and trying to help and, you know, ministering and pastoring and all that stuff. What do you think I'm doing it for? I'm doing it to please him, but I'm doing it to help you be who you are supposed to be in Christ, to fulfill your purpose in him. But the only way you're going to do that is when you respond in obedience to the word of God. And so you got to challenge yourself and say, God, am I walking in my purpose? And if that answer is a resounding no, then you're supposed to respond every time you hear the word of God. Because you won't, you are not supposed to cease until you know, guess what? All right, this is my purpose. And even then, you know you don't see, you keep going until you're out of here. The Bible tells us that we rest when we leave this place. You won't experience good rest until you get to heaven. Until you get in the presence of the Lord is when you experience good rest. But while we're here, we got to keep going. And don't act like um, if you wasn't in church, you'll be doing your own thing. So just give God what he deserves. And God deserves your whole heart, your whole mind, your soul, your strength, your spirit. How about we go to the Lord today? And if you have never been baptized in Jesus' name, I want you to come and talk to me about getting baptized today. If you're not filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost, I want you to raise your hand right now. And I want you to just begin to pray and call on the name of the Lord and say, God, I want to be filled with your spirit. All, that's all you got to do. God, I want to be filled with your spirit. And you begin to just talk to him. You begin to just say, Lord, I love you. You begin to just say, Lord, I thank you and I praise you for there is none like you. You are my God. You just got to open up your mouth and say, God, I want your spirit to fill my heart. I want your spirit to dwell inside of me. Oh, hallelujah. Somebody need to work with me today. Before you leave here today, won't you let God have his way? Why don't you respond in the way that you need to so you will not leave this place the same way? And so you can tell God, God, I am responding. I am responding, God. Oh, hallelujah. Father, have your way today in this church, Lord. We thank you for what you have done today, Lord God, for many lives have been blessed, Lord God, and many people have experienced your presence. But now, Lord, we make it personal. We make it personal, Lord God. And we don't want to leave this place, Lord God, without a personal encounter with you. We don't want to leave this place today, Lord God, without the infilling. Oh, my God. Look at Isaiah. Oh, God.
Look at this. Look at this. It's all right. Go ahead and talk to God. Come on. Let me pray with you. Oh, hallelujah. Lift your head again, son. God wants to do something in your life. There you go, son. God bless this child. I thank you, Lord, for sending Isaiah to us, Lord God. For whatever you're doing in his life, Lord God, will you give me guidance and direction to help this kid, Lord God. Whatever you're doing in his heart, Lord God, I pray that you will help us to help him, Lord God. That he will be what you call him to be. And that he will fulfill his purpose in you, Lord God. Lord, I pray your spirit will fall upon Isaiah in a powerful way, in a miraculous way. Let your spirit fall upon Isaiah, Lord God, and do a miraculous work in him, Lord God. That he will follow after you. That he will walk in his calling and his purpose, Lord God. That he will know you, Lord God, for himself, Lord Jesus. I pray, Lord God, that the gifts and talents of the Lord that you have blessed him with, Lord God, will begin to operate. Father, bless Isaiah. Bless Isaiah. Bless, bless Isaiah, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Church, worship the Lord before you leave today. Oh, church, call on the name of Jesus before you leave today. Make it personal. Make it personal. God wants to do something in your life. God wants you to be the best you, the best version of who he created you to be, the best version of who he called you to be. Will you just respond to him? You have a responsibility of response if you will just respond to the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. That's in church. Just lift your hand and worship the Lord. Just lift your hand and love Him. Just lift your hand and adore Him. Just lift your hand and just let Him know how much you appreciate Him. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Oh, Jesus, we're going to wait on you. But, Lord, here we are responding, Lord God, with our praise. Responding, Lord, with our worship. Responding, Lord, in our thanksgiving, in our adoration. Oh, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, blessed be your name, Lord. Oh, blessed be your name, oh God. In the name of Jesus, Lord, have your way in our thoughts. Lord, have your way in our heart. Lord, have your way in our spirit. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. There is none like you. There is none like you. Oh, great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. Oh, God, we bless your name. We bless your name. We bless your name. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. We thank you today, Lord. We thank you today, Lord. Oh, God, have your way today. Oh, God, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done, Lord God. Lord, every heart, every heart in this place, every mind in this place, every soul in this place, I pray, Lord God, that you have your way. I pray, oh God, that the word of God will take root into their heart. The word of God will strengthen them. The word of God will quicken them. The word of God will move on them, Lord God. And that the spirit of God will do a work in their life. In the name of Jesus. Somebody hear me today. Let the Lord have his way. Let the Lord have his way. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 
Oh, hallelujah. Don't turn it back now. Oh, let God have his way. No, we're not turning back now. Oh, we're going to wait on Jesus and let him have his way. And let him have his way. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on. Let's thank the Lord today. Let's thank Him today. Lord, we thank You. We thank You today for Your goodness. We thank You today for Your mercy, Your kindness, and all that You've done. We look forward, Lord God, to all the great things You will do in our life and in this church, Lord God. Oh, Father, have Your way. Have Your way. Church, I want you to have a great rest of your day. God bless you. Those of you that joined us virtually, God bless you. We love you. And those of you that are here in person, God bless you. We love you. Have a wonderful afternoon. Let God have his way in your life. I love you. Have a great day in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Remember, if you want to give your life to God today, you want to be baptized in Jesus' name, we can baptize you. Come and see me and we'll get you. Get it arranged so you can get baptized. Hallelujah. Got your